from Decrypt Media. This is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, the Ethereum merge is going to come sooner than expected. That's coming up on the Decrypt Daily. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today's Thursday, August 25th, 2022. It's almost September, and then it's almost October. It's almost November. And I know you guys know how time works. It's just being from Northeast Ohio. You uh, kind of look at these different months and know that winter is coming. It's like Game of Thrones. Winter is coming because you get six months of darkness and like three months of actual summer. And then one day, you know, you notice it's getting a little cooler and then bam, there's snow on the ground and you're stuck inside for the winter. It really, really, you get this kind of anxiety, you know, if you're from Northeast Ohio. I don't know if it's all the Midwest, but especially Northeast Ohio, that you know winter's coming and you just are just, there's nothing you can do about it. You're just anticipating the cold, the driving to work, the snow, the shoveling, the darkness, this isn't positive this morning, is it? Anyway, let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 8.08 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. What do we have for Bitcoin? Well, we have, let me refresh the screen, $21,721. It's up 1.3% in 24. Ethereum's at $1,709, up 3.5%. Tether's number three and USDC's number four, and Binance is at 303, up 2.3%. Running off the top 10, we have Binance, XRP, Cardano, Solana, and Dogecoin. Dogecoin is up 3.8%. The whole market is up 1.75% at $1.05 trillion. We have a BTC dominance of 39.6%, and F dominance moving a little bit up to 19.9%. And now let's continue our coin of the day. So continuing our conversation with Avalanche or Avax. I hope you guys noticed how I said that. I hope everybody from Avalanche is happy how I said this. One thing I didn't mention last time is that Avalanche is a fixed cap asset with a maximum supply of 720 million Avax. One thing that we mentioned last time is that Avalanche is split up into three chains. And that's the exchange chain, the platform chain, or contract chain. And let's talk about those really quick. So the X chain or exchange chain is used to send and receive funds on the Avalanche network, which is the exchange's only function. Additionally, transaction fees are fixed at 0.001 AVOX, and X chain provides speed benefits over the C chain. X chain uses direct acyclic graph or DAG or DAG technology. Now direct acyclic graphs consist of vertices and edges. There are no blocks, unlike in a blockchain. Instead, transactions are recorded as vertices, and these are recorded one on top of another. Now there's the platform chain, or the P-chain. Now this is used for staking AVAX and facilitating validator activities. Users can become a validator or defer to one. 
to collect their AVEX rewards on the P chain. And so what are the validators and what are the rewards? So right now there are 1,331 validators. And if you are staking your Avalanche, which Avalanche is a proof of stake blockchain, they're offering around 9.02% yearly return. They say it's up to 11%, and I don't know what the you know how they get that range of 11% or 10% or 9% or 7%. I don't know what makes that that work, but right now it's at about 9.02%. And so if you're staking 2,000 Avalanche, and the price of Avalanche is a little over $23 right now per Avox, you're going to get around $350 per month or a little over $4,000 a year. But remember, not your keys, not your cheese. And there's the contract chain. And the C chain, contract chain, is Avalanche's chain for decentralized finance, as it is the chain used for smart contracts and dApps. Most of Avalanche dApps are housed here and are compatible with MetaMask. So these three networks are secured and validated by the Prime Network, a special subnet. All custom subnets need to be validated by the primary network by staking at least 2,000 AVEX, as we just said. Avalanche subnets or subnetworks are dynamic sets of validators, and a validator is a participant on a proof-of-work blockchain involved in validating blocks for rewards, and they work together to achieve consensus. Every blockchain is validated by one subnet, whereas one subnet can validate various blockchains. Validator nodes can be a member of multiple subnets. And so that's a little bit more of and so that's a little bit more about what Avax does. And I have no clue if this is a good idea or not, but after Saturday's conversation that you're gonna hear coming up, I have more questions than answers. And so I'm gonna try to continue to deep dive into this, especially since Ethereum merge is coming. By the way, so I told you that Avax or Avalanche has 1,331 validators. Well, Solana has around 3,400 validators across six continents. However, there's a report out that says there's a minimum of 31 validators and they could collude to compromise Solana's network's consensus. Is that the same for Avax? I'm not too sure. So I still have a couple questions about this. Number one, is this network actually secure? What's going on with staking? Is it decentralized? Is it more centralized? And does that centralization or decentralization create problems for maybe colluding to take over the network? And then if there's a collusion for taking over the network, who's doing that colluding? Who owns the most stake in Avax? It looks like I'm leaving here with more questions than answers. If you guys have any questions, or if you have answers, let me know. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Moving into the news of the day, NVIDIA said it has limited visibility into how much the firm's crypto mining hardware impacted its overall GPU demand in the second quarter of this year, as revenue over the past three months fell 19% from the previous quarter. The company's second quarter revenue was significantly lower than the predicted $8.1 billion. Revenue from NVIDIA's gaming division fell 44% from the previous quarter to $2.04 billion citing challenging market conditions. The chip manufacturer's net income fell 59% to $656 million in Q2. In a report from Elliptic, they say that over $100 million in NFTs have been stolen in the last year. In addition to the stolen NFTs, over $8 million in illicit funds have been laundered using NFTs since 2017, 
and I think that is 100% higher. You can't, there's no way that's only $8 million. Anyway, this is according to Elliptic. Elliptic also said that cyber criminals netted an average of $300,000 per scam. It's reported that $24 million in NFTs were stolen through scams in May of 2022 alone, with July 2022 being the highest month and a record of number of NFTs stolen at 4,600. We have some F news today, which I think is exciting. Also a little bit like a little anxiety building too, no? The merge is coming and sooner than previously expected. On Wednesday, in a blog post by the Ethereum Foundation, the upgrade will now be fully completed between September 10th and September 20th. The Ethereum Foundation said, Following years of hard work, Ethereum's proof-of-stake upgrade is finally here. The successful upgrade of all public testnets is now complete, and the merge has been scheduled for the Ethereum mainnet. The Ethereum Foundation has also boosted rewards for bug discoveries. So if you want to find bugs in the code, you want to try to break the Ethereum merge, I think you should go for it. Don't try to hack. Don't try to steal anybody's NFTs. Find things wrong in Ethereum. And you might go, well, why? Well, well, finding these bugs will reward you with a million dollars. That's up for a quarter million dollars. So you're like, oh, a quarter million dollars isn't worth it. I'll just try to steal somebody's board ape. Well, now it's a million dollars. Put your talents to good work. Sam Trabuco, the co-CEO of private equity firm Alameda Research, stepped down from his role on Wednesday. Tribuco's co-CEO, Caroline Ellison, will continue as Alameda's sole CEO. He said this, I can't personally continue to justify the time investment being spent as a central part of Alameda. Everyone works really hard here, and spending a normal, in quotes, amount of time at work is tricky, especially when you're trying to be a leader. It seems as though he's just burnt out with the executive CEO role. He continues to say that I reached a point in my life where I have to prioritize other things. Lately, I've been really happy, spending a lot of time traveling, visiting friends and family, and working on myself and whatnot. I also bought a boat, and that's been, been cool. I need to relax, and I'm really, really happy. He continued to say, I can't 100% remove myself from crypto without going into withdrawal, so I'll probably be around to some extent. I really don't currently have any other projects lined up or anything, but I wouldn't rule anything out in the future once I feel more recovered. And I think this is a very good thought. I mean, if you have the resources to pull away from something and work on yourself or take some time and you feel like you're just a big ball of stress, do it. Do it. Look, if you build yourself up, you have a skill, you know an industry, you'll find other jobs. You can make more money. Maybe that rest is all you need to come up with that next best idea or find that next best thing. And sometimes it just works out for the better. Even though you think you might be spending all your money traveling and not working and whatever, and you're dipping into your savings, sometimes that's just what you need to take one step back to get two steps forward. Obviously, if you have that luxury, and this is a luxury. This next report is about Tornado Cash again, but here's another way to look at it, and I thought this was really interesting. So, cryptography professor at John Hopkins University, you probably know Matthew Green, he posted an archived fork of Tornado Cash's source code to GitHub, and he says that he intends to preserve this code for research purposes rather than deployment. And he says that his students have used such code to learn concepts related to cryptocurrency privacy and zero-knowledge technology. And he said, in quote, the loss or decrease availability of this source code will be harmful to the scientific and technical communities, which is an interesting point. By taking something out of 
they say the public sphere or not able to access it doesn't just, you know, stop people from using it. It stops research. It stops the knowledge. Even if we're talking about just understanding how it works to prevent it in the future or make it better, you know, in one way or the other, make it more private, make it less private, or just to understand what it does. And maybe even for a philosophical evaluation of what does this mean to privacy, by taking that away, you stop all of that, the thoughts, the research, and maybe that's even a worse unintended consequence of taking down Tornado Cash. What do you think? Matthew Arnett to Crypto.co. Crypto onboarding service CoinMe has announced the introduction of six new digital assets for its ATMs. It's a kiosk ATMs. Basically, you put the cash in and you get a cryptocurrency. And you guys know it's Coinstar. Alongside Bitcoin, users will be granted access to Chainlink, Dogecoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, Stellar, and Polygon. And once you buy these different coins, you can keep them on the CoinMe wallet or you can send them to any wallet globally. And finally, some Canadian news. Ontario Securities Commission flags KuCoin and other crypto firms as unregistered. The OSC is continuing to crack down on unregistered crypto exchanges, warning investors of KuCoin for the second time. Back in 2021, the OSC restricted trading on centralized crypto exchanges that offer derivative products, including Poloniex, Bybit, and KuCoin. Binance also failed to register with local authorities. And in March of this year, Binance announced it was no longer offering new customer accounts to people in Ontario. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts. Like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. Spotify, hit those five stars. And I'll be back tomorrow with our week in review. And until then, happy hodling, everyone.